2: Absolute sports betting degeneracy.
1: Hey everybody, Arch here and it is Saturday. Max is not here. Max is uh, hes on a bagel run, but apparently it's turning into a, you know, Mad Max scene probably on the Jersey Turnpike, so we may never see him again. What's going on, Panther?
0: Oh man, another... Another Saturday, but it's just not another Saturday, you know? Usually we're wrapping up what happened yesterday and how we did, and we're just looking for something to do, and fortunately for us, Dana White didn't cancel UFC, and we at least get some fights today, so we have a little bit of sports to talk about.
1: We do. We do. And because we don't know anything, we know jack shit about UFC, we're bringing in a special guest. We brought in a ringer. We brought in James Evans, the uh, UFC blogger. So, James, thank you so much for joining us.
2: No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes.
1: Now, James, I'm detecting a little bit of an accent. Where are you from, Montana?
2: Um, <laughs> no, I'm from um, England. Oh,
1: very cool. Very cool. How, how's it going over there with all this uh, you know, craziness?
2: Um, well, I think he's just announced that... Um, schools are to remain open and all that. So we haven't, you know, got to that sort of stage yet. However, um, the university I go to has just announced that they're closing. So I think a lot of us are all on um, just self-isolating at the moment. Oh, boy. All right. It's pretty rough over here.
1: Yeah. So, James, you're a UFC blogger, correct?
2: Yep, uh, correct. I started off as at college. Well, I don't know what your – what well, it's over there for you, but I was 16 when I started it, and that mm-hmm. was at college. I don't know what it was for you, but um, basically my tutor told me to just start writing football, and it got to a point whereby I thought I think I should introduce another sport, and at that time I was really getting into my UFC, so I thought I you know write about that as well.
1: What about UFC like attracted you as opposed to like boxing?
2: Um, don't get me wrong, I love watching boxing, but I just feel I think there's more, from my sort of perspective, I know many will disagree, I think there's more of an entertainment to it, Um, with regards to UFC, I think it's more entertaining from my perspective, I know many are going to disagree.
1: Well, if they do, screw it, they don't have to listen to this episode, we're talking UFC. (laughs) All right. well that's cool man, we're so glad to have you. So what I want to do, James, is the card today... Is there anything yeah. jumping out of you? Is there a fight you really like? Is there a fight you really hate? What's jumping off that board at you?
2: Um, well, obviously, I've written down a couple fights to look out for here and a potential one to watch that you might not have heard of. Obviously, you've got the main event between Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be a good one. Obviously, they've just announced it'll be fought behind closed doors. Um Kevin Lee did miss weight yesterday but the fight still goes ahead. Um obviously that'll be a good fight to watch but the one I'm really kind of looking forward to is um the return of Johnny Walker against Nikita Krilov. Yeah. Um basically Johnny Walker is obviously fighting at light heavyweight and since he, you know, made his debut about a year or two ago he just exploded onto the scene, knocking guys out in 30 seconds, and everyone was like, "Well, this is going to be—he's going to be the real deal. He might be the man to beat John Jones." Um, however, in November, uh, he lost by TKO to Cory Anderson, and the hype train sort of derailed a bit. And since then, he's moved Jim and this is his sort of comeback fight, uh, if you will, against the guy who. Finished all of his fights, and it really will be a tough test for Johnny Walker. So, I'm really looking forward to that fight, see how he does. Right.
1: right, let's look at this for just a second. Johnny Walker's uh, line opened up minus 140. I'm sorry, I do, Ameri- yeah. I do American money line. Sorry, sorry, James.
2: Yeah, no, that's fine.
1: It's <laughs> a right. so minus 140. It's uh, minus 146 now. So, he's a favorite. Um, yeah. imp- implied probability here, Panther says 59.35. Johnny Walker takes it. I don't know what you're seeing over there.
0: Well, here, here's the thing I'm looking at, you know, Johnny Walker, I'm very familiar with Johnny Walker, I've seen him fight a couple times, I'm looking at this, and, and uh, James, maybe you could have a little feedback, because I'm going to touch on a few of these okay. fights where there's a significant reach advantage, and Johnny Walker has a four and a half inch reach advantage, he's a notable striker, mm-hmm. um, is, is that something that we should be looking at for this particular fight?
2: Um. Yeah, no, definitely, like you said, Um. since he's it was signed up to the UFC. Um, A lot of his wins in the UFC came via a first round knockout from the uh, first bell. He's literally looking for a finish. He's always landing heavy shots early on. Um, The reach advantage is going to be such a big factor. If Johnny Walker is going to come out with a win, he just like I said, right from the get go, he's always looking for a knockout. He's always looking for a finish. He's quick from the blocks and yeah.
0: Yeah. And and so I'm I'm looking at these stats here. He has a 100% takedown, uh, accuracy. And, uh, I mean, I've never even seen that 100%. Are you kidding me? Um, so, and then this is in Brazil. Johnny Walker is a Brazilian, um, this is a very very heavy Brazilian. I always lean towards the Brazilians because of their jiu jitsu. Um, mm. Then when you add in someone like Johnny Walker, a significant striker, I think it. Would you say one forty seven? I'm showing one fifty. Yeah. Arch. I think. I think if there's a play here, it's definitely on Johnny Walker.
1: Well, let's look at this a little bit further. It's a minus one oh five, knockout TKO. So that looks like if that if what you guys are saying true, that looks like it might be the bet. Also, uh. <laughs> It's a plus line to go over one and a half rounds. Over one and a half rounds. So it looks like Vegas is, or at least the money's coming in and telling you it's going to be under one and a half rounds by a significant margin. It's, it's not paying anything. It's minus 188 under one and a half rounds.
0: We would think if they have so much confidence in Johnny Walker winning this fight that the, the line would actually be a little heavier in his favor. It's
1: interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So, but le- that looks like what you guys are saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that looks like a play. I think I think that's probably a, a play for Walker. All right. Is there anything else we need to know about that fight?
2: Um, well, obviously looking at the odds from obviously sort of your ends, yeah. um, Johnny Walker is obviously such a massive favourite. Um, he probably could do it in um, under, you know, one round, yeah. probably won't make the second round. Um, however, with that being said, like I said, all of um, Krelov's wins have come via a finish, 10 via a uh, form of knockout and 15 via submission. So mm-hmm. the fight is, it's not going to guarantee to get to... Um, <laughs> By a, it's not going to go the distance, basically. Right. But you can't rule out Krylov because, like I said, he's got—he's obviously finished all of his fights. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like you said, if there was such confidence with Walker, the odds would stack a bit more in his favour, slightly heavier. So that kind of shows that Krylov's not one to overlook, upon. Okay. But like I said, I do see Walker winning it. TKO round one or two. I'd say round two TKO.
1: All right, there you go. Round 2 TKO. I like it. We have got a specific specific match. All right. James, what else? Anything else jumping out at you on this one?
2: Um you know, let's talk about the uh, main event sure. uh, between Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira. Um I'm very much looking forward to that one because um since Oliveira has moved back up to lightweight because he's had a bit of a spell at featherweight as well. Um he's on a 6-fight win streak. Um, obviously he's fighting in his home country so there's a lot at stake for uh, Kevin Lee who's just came off of a brutal first round knockout against Gregor Gillespie so um, there's a lot of pressure on Kevin Lee to perform here uh, this evening Okay. okay
1: so what do you think what do you think
2: it's a tough one it is Um, isn't it yeah it's pretty close it really is because since um missing weight yesterday from my sort of perspective and maybe from a fan's perspective it just kind of shows that the ufc needs a 165 pound division yeah um but with kevin lee i think after his he had a you know, but of a bad spell and he lost to Ari Quinter, uh, Tony Ferguson, and de Sanjos, Rafael Dosanjos, Rafael Sanjos and um he's moved gyms to uh TriStar which is basically um I'm not sure if you're familiar with them but they're set up run by Ferosa Harbi who is an excellent coach and um, obviously who trained the great GSP, George St-Pierre. Mm-hmm. So um we saw a big uh, improvement from Kevin Lee in his last fight. He looked a lot more composed. He looked a lot more of a better fighter. Um, many fans were impressed with him against uh, Gillespie. So hopefully he will be taking that in, into the fight with Charles Oliveira. Obviously, with that being said, you can't rule out Oliveira because 13 of his wins have come via submission in the UFC, which is the most in the history of the company. Um so, and we've kind of seen in the past that um, Kevin Lee struggled against a uh, guy that likes to take it to the floor. Uh, you look at De Sanjos, and um, he uh, got submitted by Tony Ferguson. So, it kind of shows against a guy who's well-rounded and as highly skilled on the ground as Oliveira. It might be a tough night at the office for Kevin Lee.
1: Ooh, even even coming in heavy, even coming in heavy. You think yep. it's going to be a tough night for him?
2: Even coming in heavy, I think, obviously, I've seen the odds. I think Kevin Lee is favourite, and, yes. and rightly so, in my opinion. But, obviously, he's kind of struggled with the weight cut and all the – I think he tweeted out a couple of times, you know, am my here to fight? Because, obviously, the coronavirus outbreak, it's behind closed doors. There's going to be no fans. It's going to be a tough one. So, like I said, I'm giving the pitch in here. I think Kevin Lee will do it via a decision because – Oliveira, when he comes up against the bigger fighters, tends to... He doesn't have that uh, edge or that drive to get the win. He always comes up short against the bigger fighters. But with that being said, like I said, he's on a 6-5 win streak. Um, his ground game is second to none. Uh, obviously, 13 wins by submission. Lee has improved recently with his striking He's known for his wrestling, so it should be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um but I think Oliveira will come up short, unfortunately. I think Kevin Lee would do by a decision.
1: Oh, I like that. Okay, Panther. Anything jumping out of you?
2: Yeah, I'm I mean I'm looking
0: at I'm looking for every reason to take Oliveira here because like uh James said, he's on a six Match win streak, none of those go the distance. This guy does not go the distance. We're looking at his his last two were knockout TKOs. Before that, he had four submissions. Now, to his point, I don't know any of these fighters other than Clay Guida. I don't, he's not really gone through a, a gauntlet, you will, of competition, but he hasn't gone the distance since 2014. Mm. So that this this fight, it doesn't look like to me. With the way Lee fights and the way Oliveira fights, um, that this has any chance of going the distance, it's gonna it's gonna be over in the first or second round. Um, I can't get past Oliveira's ground game, and the fact that it's in Brazil. Um, I think for me, because it's a plus line, I kind of think there's enough value in taking Oliveira. That that's kind of my take on it.
1: The probability says you need forty-four percent. You need forty-four uh, percent win probability to take Oliveira fifty nine to take Kevin Lee, and I like that I like if it's going to go the distance we can get paid there because over four and a half rounds and this one is plus two fifty so it's definitely an underdog play. I like it let's let's hope it's right. I might throw a few bucks on that one all right, James is there anything else we should be looking at
2: on the card um, I think I thought I was looking at it. It, 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 there's two ways about it. I mean, okay. uh, it's on the prelims, and it's the final fight on the prelims. It's um, Josiah Amiga versus Brandon Moreno. Now I know there's been a lot of controversy, well, about the sort of flyweight division, whether it's going to remain mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, obviously, Joseph Benavidez fought uh, Figueroa very recently and obviously Figueiredo not Benavides out. Um, however, Figueiredo missed weight in that fight, and it was for the belt, um, but because he missed weight, the only fighter that could w- uh, win the belt was Benavides. Obviously, he got knocked out. They're looking to do a rematch. Hopefully, both fighters making weight and fighting for the belt, and whoever wins that fight will probably fight the winner of this fight, Formiga versus Brandon Moreno. Mm. Um, so if the flyweight division is to remain, um, this sort of is a number one contender fight, if you will, with uh, Formiga versus Brandon Moreno. All
1: right. So in this fight, who should we be looking at? Who do you think has got the... Because it looks like Formiga opened up as a pretty heavy favorite, but it's been backsliding a bit. He's shifted. And, <laughs> yeah, some like people have been coming in and taking Moreno.
2: Yeah. Um, Moreno uh, has two wins uh, via KO, 10 via submission, four via decision. Um, both are submission artists. Um, uh, it is a tough one to call because for uh, Brandon Moreno, it's a tough one. He got released. and Now he's back in the UFC. Uh, he came off of a big win against Kaikara France in his... Uh, last fight so it's kind of, uh, it's a good fight to look because it it is like I said it's really tough and coming into this fight uh, fight week I would have said Formiga easily I know he's improved a lot etc mm-hmm. um, etc et but however Moreno is he is the underdog coming into this fight um and he's got the size advantage in terms of uh, height, et cetera, on Formiga. So it, it really is a tough one. But after watching Formiga against uh, um I see Formiga winning because obviously Figueredo knocked out Joseph Benavides, and Formiga, when they fought, could easily take his uh, high-level striking. He was able to avoid it and obviously got the win against Figueredo. I think the experience will play a big factor into this, whereby Formiga edges it. Um, He's got the ability to go the full three rounds. Obviously, it's a a prelim. Um, He can take it to to a decision, and I think he'll take it by a decision uh, just here for Formiga. There you go. Panther?
0: Yeah, I'm in agreement. Uh, I like Formiga um, here, but the interesting thing in looking at the stats for both of these guys is – um, and I'm sure you'll tell us here, Arch, what, what the, time, the over/under on the distance mm-hmm. is. But this thing's going the distance. Like these guys go three rounds. They've, everything I'm looking here, it's decision, decision, decision. Um, you know, particularly for Marino, his last several fights have been decisions, and he's lost a lot of them. So I, um, yeah, I think this is a Formiga play. Uh, if he wins by you know, knockout or submission, or even if it goes the distance, um, I think Formiga's a player.
1: Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, Vegas has set the line plus one twenty. Formiga wins by decision. That's it's pretty strong. He's you know, Formiga's a minus play to win plus one twenty by decision. Plus two forty for Marino to win by decision. So there's the play, and let's see if it's gonna go over one and a half rounds. It pays minus five fifty. So big, big, you know, big uh, number there. If it's going to go over two and a half rounds, minus three, three, four. So you're not getting paid much if you take the over.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah. But I like that. I like that Formiga you know, decision line right there. It looks pretty, looks pretty good. Here's, Yeah. He's, according to this, Formiga's got a better chance to win the decision than Marino has to win at all. So there it is. Oof. Yeah. That's the Vegas line. Alright. James, it's your show, man. Anything else we need to look at or are you good?
2: Um we'll have a look at the co main event. Okay. Um Damien Meyer versus Gilbert Burns. Um they're both such high level uh jiu-jitsu experts. They're excellent ground game. Um Burns is on a four fight win streak. Uh he's Burns is arguably the better striker. Like I said, that's brilliant ground, uh, ground game, as does Maya Maya is coming off of a, um, a submission victory over uh, Ben Askren in his last fight. And in his career, Maya is, what, 42 now? He's faced so many big fighters. He's beaten the likes of Jorge Masvidal, Cor- uh, Carlos uh, Condit, Neil Magny and Gunnar Nelson. So, however, with that being said... I think if the fight does go to the ground, which it it definitely will do, I think the fight may spend most of the time on the floor because if the fight's standing, I think Gilbert Burns is the better striker and has the ability to look for the finish. But if the fight does go to the ground, which, like I said, it most certainly will do, um, Burns has the opportunity and the technique and the skill to land better shots on the floor and do the most damage. But obviously you can't rule out Damian Meyer because he's had such a, a long and, um, he's achieved so much in the octagon. However, without obviously winning a UFC belt, like I said, he's achieved so much. He's a legend of the game. However, with that being said, I think Burns, like I said, it was on a four fight win streak, um, got the better striking. Um, I feel as if he will take this one via a decision, yeah, I think Gilbert Burns five decisions. <laughs> Lots of uh, decision victories on this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Panther. Yeah, I was noticing that. You know, his, his last two were decisions. A lot of ground game here. Um, rear naked choke looks like his go-to uh, to to get the win. Uh, Mayas, you know, been fighting well himself. He's won his last three in a row. Um, and like like you mentioned, a rear naked choke against Ben Askren. Um, yeah. What? So, what's the over/under here on on the distance?
1: Oh, on Arch. the distance. Let's see here and pull that up real quick. Uh, well, I can't find it now. Scrolling up and down. It's, <laughs> there it is. To go over one and a half rounds minus four fifty. So, Holy crap! Yep. Yeah. To go over two and a half rounds them. minus two fifty.
0: Yeah. So they're expecting this to go the distance. Um, <laughs> You know, and the thing I'm seeing here, uh, Maya fought three times last year, which is kind of a rarity, um, but but when you go to the decision and, and you don't get a lot of um, – take a lot of shots, these guys don't take a lot of shots, it looks like. Uh, it's it, it's going to be a, a wrestling match per se. Um, yeah, I think, I think the question for me is, is there any value in taking Maya with that plus line? Because I agree with James. It looks like Burns – Is the favorite here, even going the distance, is there enough is there any value in taking Maya at plus one fifty or so?
1: James, what do you think? Maya needs a thirty eight percent chance to win. He's gonna he needs more than a thirty eight percent chance to win. Do you think he's got that or no?
2: Um I I don't see him. I don't think he has the um I don't think he'll have the percentage to win. Um like I said, he's getting on a bit he's forty two, Burns. Is obviously early 30s. I think he's got the determination and the skill set to beat a guy like Maya. However, he does obviously have the experience over Burns, but I just don't think Maya has enough to go uh, 15 minutes and win against a guy like uh, Gilbert Burns.
1: Okay. Same as the last fight, we're looking at this again. Uh, Gilbert Burns' uh, probability or payout, I should say, to win the decision is plus 125, which is better than Maya's chance to win the fight at all. So if you're looking for a little plus line, that might be it. Let's, uh, let's see if Gilbert Burns can go with the decision, plus 125. That's not bad. Not great, but not bad.
0: you get getting the favorite with a plus line for two guys that kind of have a tendency to go the, go yeah. the distance. It's I don't, not yeah, a bad play. I don't
1: think that's a bad spot to be in. All right. James, any chance? Uh, let's see, what was I going to ask you? Any chance that we can take, uh, what was the big one? Random Marcos <laughs> to win. Plus 286. It's a nice payout right there.
2: Yeah, no, um, coincidentally, that was one of the fights that I was going to mention to look out for because oh, okay. coming into the sort of fight week, I think many sort of overlooked this fight and everyone was looking at main event between Kevin Lee, uh, Oliveira, Damian Meyer, Johnny Walker, etc. And they overlooked this sort of fight. And uh, to be perfectly honest, this is certainly one to watch. Um, uh Random Marcos has got the experience. Um however Rivas has you know she's on an incredible streak at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um she first signed with the UFC back in 2017, but served a two year ban because of all the doping. And recently she beat um Mackenzie Dunn, who was supposed to be the next big thing in the division. Everyone was raving about Mackenzie, but you know, Rebus beat her with ease. And I think with this one, I'm it's it really is a tough one because I've seen mixed reviews, I've seen people favor Marcos because she has the ability to whatever her opponent brings, she's able to match it. Um, with that being said, originally it was supposed to be. Rebus versus Van Zandt, but she had to pull out. um, Mm. And Marcos, um, it's a tough one for Rebus. I really think it will be. However, she's got the experience over Rebus, obviously. She has, you know, a well-rounded ability. I think the fight with um, Mackenzie Dern with, with regards to Rebus, I think it showed more about Dern than it did about Rebus. I don't want to take anything away from Rebus. She's an excellent fighter she's got so much potential um she's pretty well-rounded uh she can pretty much she can take the fight to marcos um it's going to be a really tough one i again (laughs) you're probably going to hate to hear it but i'm going for another decision oh um and i'm going for rebus to win via decision
1: okay
0: you know i'm not sure what the
2: best is him yeah yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, the interesting thing here is I'm looking at Marcos' stats. Um, it's all about either her, it's her striking or lack mm-hmm. of striking, right? Yeah. And when she doesn't throw, she's losing these decisions. And, and there's some fights here where she's she's really getting outstruck, um, you know, by almost a three-to-one margin. Um, so if, if Rebus comes in attacking, throwing a lot of punches, uh, striking a lot – it's going to put Marcos in, in a really big hole, um, not to mention the ground game. It, all of Marcos, almost all of them go with the decision. Like, all of them are decisions. A couple submissions here, but otherwise it is just the distance all down her board. Um, so, yeah, and a lot of them are losses. So I'm with, I'm with James here. I think Rebus is the play. But it's so damn chalky. Well we like can, it, we,
1: can s- we can see if we can hunt down some value. But yeah, Rebus opened up minus two sixty five. She's minus three sixty two now, so all the all the money must be taken her because it's shifted ninety seven cents. She got worse by ninety seven cents. That's pretty big. Now if we look over decision, Rebus is minus one twenty five to make the decision. So that's a little bit more palatable. It's not, you know, it's not ideal <laughs> to take minus 125, but it is there. But so just based on implied probability, minus 125, there's a 55.56% chance, according to Vegas, that she's going to uh, win a decision. Total any rounds. Value
0: a, no. Any value in a knockout?
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, plus 275 at a knockout.
0: What
2: do you think, James? Can she knock her out? Uh, can Rebus knock Marcus out, or yes. vice versa?
1: Yeah, no. Can Rebus, yeah, can Rebus, knock, Rebus Marcus? knock
2: out Marcus? Um, she has the ability to. Um, three of her eight wins in the um overall in her professional career have come via a form of knockout. She's got, you know, she's got good striking. Um, she likes to load up on her punches. She's always, you know, um, right from the get go. She's always. Uh, Keen right from the first bell. Um, she has the ability to knock her out. Um, however, I do see it more obviously the fight taking place on the floor on the mat. However, with that being said, you can't underestimate Rebus' striking. You know what? You know what? I think she can. She has the ability to knock her out. You know okay. why not?
1: Okay. Very good. Very good. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that one. So it's plus two seventy five for the TKO or KO. All right. Well, we've banged through a ton of them. I mean, we've gone, we've gone, we've gone a fair amount. We've gone 28 minutes. So I think that's probably a good place to put a pin into it. James, I want to thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, no, thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's uh, such a good experience. It's a brilliant opportunity. Thank
1: yeah. You. There's going to be a link to James's blog in, in, in the post here. So check the description, click over there, get his thoughts at the blog. So that'd be really great. Uh, James, any final thoughts about this card? I mean, should we, um, should we as gamblers be cautious because it is going to be an empty arena. It's going to be kind of surreal. You think that's going to affect the fighters at all mentally?
2: Um, from a a betting stamp, I think, yeah. uh, it, with that being said, I think with uh, the main event between Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think, because it's in Brazil, if they did have the full arena, Oliveira would have the home support behind him, and that might have given him the edge over Kevin Lee and given him the motivation to look for the finish, look for a submission. With that being said now, because it's being played behind closed doors, no one's going to be there. I kind of think it takes... You no, know, I'm going to say in uh, football terms in yeah. or in soccer it gets rid of the 12th man. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have the fans behind you and all of that. I think that might play a factor now. So, yeah. I think that kind of
1: okay.
2: takes a little bit away from Oliveira in that fight.
1: Sounds good. All right, Panther.
2: Uh, yeah. Um it's going to be interesting.
0: I I definitely want to watch this because of the lack of attendance and what what something I mean it's going to be like competitive sparring i guess with a with a referee or whatever but um Mm -hmm. that's gonna be very interesting uh i don't know if they're gonna pump in music or what they're pumping some crowd (laughs) noise i don't know (laughs) but but, uh be very interesting but um hey all you dgens out there you guys know the deal though jump on discord jump on the website uh god i wish we had max here pumping his wrap up because i don't know them all itunes Lipsin. Everywhere we're at, we thank you guys for listening. We know it's gonna be a struggle over the next several weeks, but we'll do our very best to bring you entertainment and content. Thanks, James, so much for showing up today. And when it's all said and done, kids, make some money,
2: fools! Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owner operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents
1: sick of being
0: upsold at gyms